Hello, and welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. If you are listening to this podcast, you are maybe post-college, coming to the end of your college time, or already working in a creative entrepreneurial space. And there are a lot of things to figure out when you are in an entrepreneurial or creative space. We're talking about how to budget, career advice, craft advice, how to move up and not just laterally, you know, make changes in your career. And one of the things that's most important is finding coaches and mentors. Being a creative entrepreneur, you need to learn to take advice. And we are going to talk about how to pick the right person to take coaching or to have as a mentor. So you want to be an egg girl? I'm Marley Franking, and I'm an actor and a professional freelancer, meaning I love to pick up random side jobs. I call myself a creative entrepreneur who is obsessed with the idea of having it all, hence the name of this podcast, Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl, but who has made many mistakes, failed, tried, and tried again. So today, we are going to talk about the red and green flags of picking a mentor and a coach, and also a little bit of the importance of having one. I'm going to teach you from my mistakes. Maybe you are in the part of your career where you've hit a wall and you just feel kind of lost or like, you know, stuck. You're not moving up in your career and there's no place you feel like you've unturned. Or maybe you are just getting started and you are overwhelmed by the amount of information and the choice of many different paths presented in front of you. This is this moment that it's good to look for a mentor or coach. So you start by looking for people who, this sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised, who have already done the thing you want to do. So you want to examine their past experiences. Like, as a coach, you want to see what they did. They did the thing you want to do. And then you want to see also their track record of being a coach. And then another question is, well, do they coach or mentor people for free? And that can look really different in a lot of ways. I think we're going to kind of be talking about it in two different ways in this episode. There's a lot of programs and coaching out there, which you can pay for. A lot of podcasters and other businesses have podcasts and then coaching, whatnot. And that's true of a lot of other, like even self-help or acting career-wise. We're talking, those are paid programs. And then on the flip side, we're going to talk about the mentor friendship relationship, kind of like the guide, which sometimes are free relationships. I mean, there are relationships, so hopefully you're giving and taking something from each other, but you don't need to pay to be in these programs. You have paid programs, which will be mentioned in paid coaching, and then also, you know, using uh, a teacher or a resource person you already know to turn for as advice. And this is what I would call a mentor. Something you need to look at is kind of the level they think of themselves. Like if they have too much ego or too much um, self-importance, I think- Too much, as Eric would say, too much swagger. Like signs of what that would look like to me is like they charge a lot for like their coaching. Like we're talking like, you know, 500, 600, 
procession and it doesn't really seem that earned of a price. Like they haven't done anything other than being a coach. They probably have too much ego involved in this. For example, like acting coaches, maybe who don't work or don't book, they might charge arm and a leg to coach with them because they aren't getting any other work. But also, why is that somebody you really super want to be taking advice for? You know, you want to be working with someone who is doing the thing you want to do, you know. So even if it's a coach who's working in their own projects, directing, teaching a a class regularly, they they are clearly in the space. Somebody who only sits and coaches one-on-one and doesn't do any of the other acting things is maybe somebody who is putting the coaching value a little too high. It doesn't feel earned. And that's something to be aware of. When we talk about programs to join, though, some of these programs can be really expensive. And all the person has done is have a coaching business. They're like, well, I've been coaching influencers for 15 years. And it's like, well, were were you at one point an influencer? No, but I've coached for 15 years. That's an interesting note to take aware of. That's not the person I would say you should you should go get advice from them. They might be a really, really good coach, but they're not going to understand the peaks and valleys that you're emotionally going through as well. It's more that's something you have to get from doing it. So I think you have to t- be careful of who you take advice from. I heard a quote from a friend and it's like, don't take advice from somebody you wouldn't want to switch places with. And I think if you are getting a coaching advice and paying for it from somebody who hasn't done it, you can't be getting high quality guidance, if that makes sense. While we're looking for this, some really good tips to look for when looking for a coach is check out, do they make content for free? And I'm talking about Instagram and I'm talking about TikTok and I'm talking about YouTube. People who want to coach and like do that thing, they they can't help themselves from doing it. So that's why they will also have free offerings. And you can learn a lot from that. But I think it says a lot about their passion for teaching it. I do think that acting teachers and like artistic craft, traditional artistic craft things like music, acting, dance, you might not find as much of that free content on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. But like we're talking about if you're looking for like a, you know, health and wellness coach, a career advice coach, a Instagram, like social media coach or manager, like those people will 100% be making free contact and free tips and tricks for you to learn from. So like look to see how their content is like, and are they doing the thing you want? I also think it's super important to use that content to check their essence and vibe. You want to be able to be super comfortable talking to this person and being very honest about your peaks and your valleys or just like, you know, you don't, you don't need to impress these people. So if you are intimidated by them or they seem too intense for you, or they just don't seem like somebody you can talk to. And you can tell that from like watching their content, that might not be a good coach for you. I do think, like I said, traditional artistic crafts, if you're looking for a teacher there, that is harder to tell. You need to give it a, a try a month in class or whatnot. 
Um, and also you need to take a look around to your left and your right when you're looking for people you want to listen to and be like, who do I already know in my circle? Who do I already have a relationship with? This might be a teacher you've had in the past and you can ask advice of and, you know, see if they are willing to take you under the wing. I think I want to mention in this section is that teachers and people who have done the thing are way more willing to share their experiences and help you than you expect. People are always so intimidated to ask. And these people who've done it on some level are waiting to be asked and would love to help you. So like, what's the fear of asking? So if you already know someone like a teacher that you've had in the past or somebody who you've worked with that just has what you want, you know, start it off with like, an email and see or a text message and just be like, hey, would you be open to getting coffee? I'd love to talk to you about X, Y, Z, because I think you do that really well. Give them the compliment back. So you've now selected or maybe have somebody in mind you're thinking of working with and you've checked their free content and you're kind of curious to see like how this relationship is going to work. So in the paid programs, you know, they can be quite expensive. You should definitely examine, see if they have a payment plan. What's the structure? When do you have to pay it off by? Is it really worth break down their coaching offering and like the amount of time by the dollar and see if it's actually worth it to you? That's something that's helped me convince myself to do coaching programs is like when I actually did the math of like a kind of expensive program, I was like, wait, that's actually very fair for what they're charging. But I think I had to do that to see it was worth it to me. So in a paid program coaching situation, you need to first off have trust that what they are selling you is worth it and that what they have done and what the information they are bringing to you is worth it. We kind of cover that. So paying for it can be tough. They can be expensive. You need to examine if they have a payment plan options, they have pay at different points, lump sums, whatnot. Be open and honest about the situation and see what they're willing to do to work with you. Another great thing to do is to offer to work for trade. You know, I'm sure they have a million emails for this coaching program. Maybe they need somebody to clear. Maybe they need someone to edit their newsletter and see maybe if you can work out a discount by offering to work for some kind of trade or maybe even they'll give you the whole program for free or a coaching for free. We don't know. Um, another thing to do is like if you're looking for a mentor relationship, but you kind of you don't know that like payable coach like dream situation. You're just looking for somebody to give you advice. I have been there. You can do get into those relationships for free. And you can do that by volunteering. Volunteer to help them on whatever you need, whatever teacher or person you might be eyeing. Help them with their um, after hours project. Offer to, um, you know, whenever they ask for volunteers, just offer to do it. I spent an entire summer working completely for free on a play that had some people that were willing to share advice with me because I was there and giving my time for free. And I used that. And the important thing to know is if you get into a situation where you are giving your time and helping and volunteering, you have to take the asks. I should have even asked them for more advice and whatnot. However, I did feel like I have put in the labor of my time. So I do call upon them sometimes to give me advice. And 
I feel like I earned that. So if you're looking for a more open, not paid to coach program, I really recommend volunteering in those circles around the people in the industry you want. I want to talk a little bit about what are some major red flags to me when you are in a coaching relationship. And we'll kind of like change the red flags into a green flag. So if you have gotten yourself into a coaching situation and you're maybe still newer to it, or it's been a little bit, you're a little bit into it and you're starting to worry this is not uh, the best advice or guidance, this are some of my red flags to green flags. What they say is law. No. If the coach is saying, this is what you do, bottom line, period, blah, 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 they're they're forcing their ideals so much on you that you can't see the world around you and you have to be able to take in other things. The world is malleable. So what they say is not law and they should be open to that. They should be like, these are my suggestions. I highly recommend them. I highly believe in them. But on some level, if you need to do your own thing, do them. So the red flag is what they say is law. But the green flag is they're open for you to try new approaches. Okay, red flag. They think you need them and they instill this fear that without them, you won't grow. Okay, we've all been in that situation. They, you know, you you are nothing without me, blah, blah, blah. All this like kind of like culty, toxic vibe can come out and like you need to instead green flag that look for somebody who they showcase how your growth came from your work, how you put in that, how you've been growing. That's what a good coach does. A good coach doesn't say, well, I made you this. A good coach says, no, you've worked really hard and you've gotten here. This kind of goes hand in hand with the other one. Placing ownership on you saying, well, I made you this way. Okay, obviously we know that makes you feel really confined and that makes you not so open to try new things. It's probably always been this week. It's all about network. So like you can't only have, well, one person made you. So the green flag to I made you is advising you to learn from others and not just them. Here's another red flag. They don't want you to learn or coach with other people. And I get that. For a certain amount of time, they want to work with you. They want to put their things on it. But if it's been a significant amount of time for whatever you are working on and they still don't want you to get outside of them, that's a little controlling. And so the green flag for that would be they understand different notes and advice hit differently when they come from different people. Those are my red flags to green flags. But here's the extreme bonus that is so important when I think about coaching and mentoring. They know you and they know when to push you. And they also know when their job is done and it is time for you to move on. A very good coach, in my opinion, will literally be like, at some point, I've taught you everything I know. You're doing so well. I'm so proud of you. Whatnot. It's time for you to go out and continue growing somewhere else. And you can maintain a relationship with them. They will always be there for you. And you should call on them again when you need support. And also you should, at this point, definitely offer to support them. What can I do to support you? That's a super important thing. But coaches shouldn't want to hold on to you forever. 
we all want to outgrow our grades. It's just like at some point you pass first grade, you pass second grade, which is something we're going to talk about in another episode is the idea of graduating yourself in an entrepreneurial space. But I think that is a really important thing and a really great sign of a great coach is at one point they kind of, they've given you all they've got and you've given it all they've got to their relationship and you guys are great and it's, it's time to move on. However, as some people know, that is not always how relationships with coaches can end. So sometimes, unfortunately, you just have to separate and break up. And I think that's just true of a lot of relationships. So, you know, you can maintain the friendship and you can start by saying something to the effect of, you know, your friendship and your advice means the world to me. And I thank you so very much for your help. But it has, I would definitely state how this decision has been hard for you because it probably is tricky. You're like, I really like them. I really like X, Y, Z, but I don't like A, B, C, D. But so I think I'm going to move on or I'm, I'm just burned out, whatnot. So state how hard it has been for you to do this. And that's why this makes it hard. But at this time, I'm going to move on. And I hope we can remain amazing friends or amazing colleagues. And I really look forward to doing X, Y, Z in the future with you very amical way to end a coaching relationship. Things just run their course. And at some point, this is the example I love. This is from Joe Shab. She talks about being a goldfish. We're going to talk about this more in another episode. You're a goldfish and you are in a bowl of water, right? If the bowl of water gets dirty because it's just been a lot amount of time or maybe it was toxic at one point, or maybe it was just toxic and it hasn't been that much long of a time. Or it was just a long time. The point is the water is dirty. Why would you not change the water? So we're going to talk about that more in another episode. But I think having a coach is a super important part of a creative career. A very important part of an entrepreneurial career is guidance. Because experience and time, that knowledge is unbeatable. And you're not going to know it till you live it. And so asking somebody what they did when they were in certain situations or how they learned how to operate in your respected career field is an important thing. And I think that will only drive you closer to getting the it that you want. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We release podcast episodes every Tuesday. You can check us out on Instagram and YouTube. And please rate and subscribe to the show. Thank you. And we'll see you next Tuesday.